Welcome to Challenging Christianity. I'm your host, Rebecca Kinnestrand. Do you consider yourself spiritual but non-religious? Agnostic? Or maybe you grew up in a church but don't believe what you were taught there anymore? This podcast exists in that space between all-in or all-out religion. Join us in asking questions that challenge the notions of Christianity. Hi, welcome to Challenging Christianity. I'm Rebecca Kinnestrand, your host. Daniel Dadashi is next to me as usual, my co-host. And in-house we have Pastor Katie McCallum-Soxie. Hello. And today we're doing a little bit of Bible basics. This podcast is really for um, the spiritual, non-religious, or unchurched people, or people who are in the church or, you know, fallen away, whatever. It's for everybody, but we want to give, we, we've re- recognized that we reference Abraham and Sarah a lot. That's probably because our pastors are pretty keen on this story. <laughs> it, com- it comes up a lot. So, yeah, it's, it's time to, to get a refresher, a one-on-one. Yeah, so if you were like me and grew up, and I even though I went to church, I knew nothing about the story because it was never actually directly taught to me, or maybe it was, and I don't remember. But, you know, you maybe know, yeah, Abraham is a Bible dude, you know, kind of thing. Sounds biblical. Sounds biblical, good enough for me. Um, we're going to go into it a little bit. and, yeah. and There's discuss... not a Charlton Heston movie about it. So I know, it's not... so, psh, yeah, why would I pay attention? You're make a good one. There's... Brad Pitt, oh. Abraham, <laughs> Abraham and Sarah, maybe not at 99, I don't know. He did that Benjamin Button thing. He did Benjamin he Button. He can do anything. <laughs> Just take off your shirt, I don't care. Okay. What's so, happening? <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, since I don't know about this story, but before I start, I want to say, challengingchristianitypodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you want us to talk about. We do uh, read those emails, and we will try to address whatever you're interested in yes, at the we, next episodes. We love your emails. We love your topic suggestions. Send them in. Send them in. So, Pastor Katie, Abraham and Sarah, why is this such a critical um, story in the Bible? What's the deal? What makes it the basis of all What's Christianity? The What's the deal Well, um... I, I think, for me, um, it's mostly because Abraham and Sarah are the first kind of full, fully-fledged family in the Bible that with whom God makes major covenants. There's a lot of, and it's a long story. What's a covenant? So, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> so that, besides, Noah, Throw your biblical words yeah, at me. Know, right? <laughs> so Noah comes before Abraham and Sarah, and there's a covenant there. Covenant is an, is an, un, like an unbreakable promise. So if like me, you are a Harry Potter fan, you might know that Harry, actually Snape and um, Malfoy's mom, make an unbreakable promise, right? They like have that vision, unbreakable vow. Uh And there's this vision of their hands being all bound together. And if you break that covenant, you die. You die. Um, Well, that's that's what a covenant is, right? It's an unbreakable promise. And a covenant from God to people is an unbreakable promise. People make covenants with each other. Sometimes marriage is referred to a covenant as a mm. covenant. You can use that word in other ways too. That there's not such an unbreakable part of it. But for God to make a covenant, that's a big stinking deal. Okay. And that happens actually a couple times with Abram. There's also this weird thing where you refer to him either as Abram or Abraham because his name changes, and so does his wife's name change from Sarai to Sarah in the story. And that's a new, that's the first thing, time that that happens in the Bible, so that's significant. Hmm. Also, this is early in Genesis, so this is an early story of God's intimate relationship with these people, and 
you're kind of watching a lot of things happen that are going to happen again. You're going to mm. come back to some of the themes, which mm. is, I think, why we refer to it so often, because Abraham and Sarah are the first time that a lot of these things that will happen multiple times happen. Okay. So am I just going to like tell, kind of tell it, the story in broad brush? How I yeah. guess so. It's kind of, if it's the origin story of God's relationship with family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in many, ways, in many ways it is. So it starts in Genesis 12. And it starts with God calling Abraham. I just want to say I have my Bible in front of me right now because I get nervous about forgetting things. So <laughs> no one, no way. one listening will know. Probably really not. I know. I know. I just have to confess it. But um, so God calls Abraham and, and Abram is his name right now, and says, "Go from where you live, leave your relatively successful life, and go off to this place that I'm going to show you." And so Abram does that, takes his family, takes his wife, takes his nephew, Lot, who will come up later, but we'll maybe set him aside for now. And they travel um, to this land. They, they, they set out on a journey that God is leading them through. So that's going to happen multiple times in the Bible. This is kind of mm -hmm. the first, first time. You could say that sort of happens with Noah too, but this is really the first big time that that happens. So they end up in Egypt. Um, there's a famine and they end up in Egypt. And uh, in, an, in a lesser told part of the story, I think part of our struggle with these stories is if you go to church as a kid, we often tell you these Old Testament stories when you're a kid. Yeah. And we skip over a lot of the like sex, drugs, and rock and roll part of the stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I um, see. And tell you the very large outline. <laughs> and then uh -huh. as a, as a grown-up, you go back and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. wow. So they go to Egypt and Abram is worried that Sarai is so attractive that if they find out that she's his wife, they'll kill him um, to, to take steal her. her. Yeah. So Good he times. lies about <laughs> it and says that she's his sister. And eventually this gets him into trouble. They find out about Pharaoh finds out about that and Abram has to confess. And so that's an early time that people mess this up. Uh, but that will happen a lot. <laughs> An another theme, people messing people things up. People messing things up. up. That's right. Um, so... They continue on. Um, God then makes a covenant with this, this first covenant with Abram. And um, there is a, the problem is that Abram has been promised children, and it's not happening. So this is another thing that happens a lot in the Bible. People are promised children or hoping for children or wanting children, and it doesn't seem to happen for a very long time. Hmm. So, uh, so Abram... Um, kind of objects. And this is another thing I like about Abram. God says, don't be afraid. Everything's going to be fine. And Abram's like, oh yeah? Well, I don't see that. Like you promised <laughs> yeah. me a kid. And right now the heir of all my stuff is a slave in my house because I have no kids. So uh -huh. like put up or shut up. Uh -huh. And so that's a biblical quote. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so God says to Abram, okay, fine. Go outside, look at the stars and count them if you can. That's how many descendants you're going to uh -huh. And so God promises that um, that this is this is the deal. And there's a the covenant that they make is that uh, that Abraham's off, Abraham and Sarah's offering will be as numerous as the stars in the sky, and that no matter what happens, this is a promise that they can count on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, the way that this covenant is made is Abraham like falls asleep in the darkness, and this smoking fire pot and torch. There's a, the animal is cut in half, and this vision is that a fire pot, a torch passes between the halves of the dead animal. Oh, my. This is like Reminds me of Fantasia for some reason. Fantasia. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. The... For years, I wondered, like, that is just weird. I yeah. don't understand what that is. 
And it was finally explained to me when I was, I think I was at seminary, that the, the way that that covenant was made is you were saying, you, that's how people would make covenants with each other. And what you would say is, look, may this happen to me if I break the covenant. I see. Right? Wow. Like, may I be chopped in half? Yeah. And it's like that unbreakable vow, right? Right. Like, yeah, that's going to happen to me. The radical thing about the Abraham covenant is it's God who does that. Cross my heart and hope to die. Yeah. Stick a needle in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> so this animal's cut apart, but it's God who walks through the middle of it. God is that serious about this covenant okay. with yeah. Abram. So hmm. weird, weird Bible moment. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, the story continues, and Abram and Sarah still have no children, and they take this into their own hands. It was perfectly okay in Bible times, as I tell junior high kids to take another wife. And so that's sort of what Abram does. He doesn't actually marry this woman, Hagar. Um, sort of a concubine situation. She has a child. With Wait a minute. Don't don't sanitize this concubine <laughs> situation. Well, I mean, yeah. She, this is, I think, this is, again, this has often been told as a kind of, well, people did this and it was fine. And to some extent, in Abram, for Abram, it was fine. Um, it's very, very clear in the story that Hagar doesn't get any say about this. Hmm. Um, so she's a slave and I think we would call it, you know, abuse. I mean, it's just a sex abuse. slave. Yeah. She's, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. a sex slave. Yeah. Um, and, but she doesn't get any choice. She has a child and that child now legally belongs to Abraham and Sarah. This is because Hagar is not a real human being in this situation. Right. Mm hmm. And for years and years and years, people told this story and made it all about, oh, you know, Abraham and Sarah are not patient enough and they need to have faith in God and in in the last I don't know 30 40 years maybe a lot of feminist theologians and womanist theologians have said hey wait a minute yeah maybe we should pay more attention to Hagar yeah and really listen to her part of if she is a woman and has a name in the Bible yeah. it must be a thing because there's not so many named women in the Bible no, that's true. true and I think I mean that might be an interesting um, podcast in some ways, these biblical women who are named and what their stories are. Right. Um, because it's easy to skim over this part, but it is a really awful and tragic part of the story, particularly for Hagar. Right. Mm -hmm. And we haven't paid that much attention to her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you look at the story from Abram and Sarah's perspective, that's, that part of the story is mostly about their inability to wait and be patient and trust that God's going to do what God says. But if you look at it from Hagar's perspective, God actually provides for her in some really extraordinary ways, even though it's a pretty awful story and experience for, hmm. for her. So okay. she is she is pretty important to the story. She's not just like a you know yeah. sidebar. Right, she is right. really significant. But at any rate, she and Abram have this child, Ishmael. Um, Call and me Ishmael. Ishmael, that's right. <laughs> um, and Abram, I think at that point, thinks, well... We're done now. We have this kid. So I guess the, I guess that's what we were supposed to do. Good enough. Uh -huh. right? So if you ever wondered, like, am I doing what God asked me to do? Well, this is a story about that. Um, however, God comes back to Abraham and says, this, this is not what I wanted. So uh, this is now a story, that, and I appreciate this, that is not just about Abram. It's also about his, his wife, about Sarah. And God says to them, this is about both of you, and it's your child that is the child of this promise. And we could have a whole conversation about how unfair that is to Ishmael. That's a good conversation to have. To focus on this part now that, you know, Abram and, and, um, and his willingness to just do what he thinks is right is, is not what God wants. Hmm. God wants Abraham and Sarah. And he, mm -hmm. this is the point at which God changes their names and the meaning of their names. So Abraham means father of many nations. Hmm. And then Sarah. Um, and 
it's a reminder to them that this, you know, the covenant kind of has to be not redone, but brought back to them. This is uh -huh. really a promise for both of you. Mm -hmm. And I meant it. I said, I said, it's the Dr. Seuss thing. I meant what I say. I, I say what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and at that point, um, we've talked about some of mysterious beings who show up at Abraham and Sarah's tent and ask for hospitality and end up being something like angels who announce that, yes, it's time. Now you're going to have this baby. Um, Sarah's listening to that in the corner and laughs because she's about 90 at the time. Abraham's uh -huh. 99. And uh, it's just all, all options are pretty clearly closed <laughs> right, <laughs> at right. that point. One would think. Yeah. And yet... Uh, they do have a child, Isaac, and that the name Isaac means laughter. He's named after his mom's response. So Ishmael and Isaac <laughs> yeah, are so now theirs. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole strain about um, about Ishmael and Isaac, and some people will say Ishmael is the father of Islam, and Isaac oh. is the father of Judaism and then Christianity. Oh, wow. Um, that's interesting. That's an interesting, yeah. That's yeah. An interesting piece. The other thing I think that's important about the story, it keeps going, um, Isaac grows up. There is a really powerful story that's very troubling um, about God asking Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I, I think that's a story that's just supposed to bother you. I don't have an easy solution to that. Well, this is really what it means. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's like his test. So he takes Isaac up to the mountaintop and is going to yep. stab him, right? Yep. Yeah. And God stops him at the last moment. Mm -hmm. I was always, that was always presented, of course, as the test of like, what would you do? You know, mm -hmm. would you follow through even to, right. you know, it's right. disturbing. It is. There are, there are scho some scholars, I'm not sure how popular this really is, who say this story is actually a, to, to demonstrate to other religions that this is not going to be a religion of child sacrifice, unlike maybe oh. some other religions mm. of the time. Hmm. But I don't know that that's a generally ex accepted. And what and what bothers me about those sorts of those those kinds of things are interesting. But I tend to think the story probably has enough meaning in it without requiring you, yeah, to have extra super knowledge. That if you don't have it, somehow the story makes no sense. I'm always yeah. suspicious of that. Yeah. Like someone who says, "No, no, no! If you know this bonus thing, you know that the story actually works out fine." Yeah. <laughs> what about it. just the story? Um, so God makes this covenant, so they're going to have all these children. Mm -hmm. And there's two other covenants, right, that he, in this story, does he? There's two covenants that? with Abraham. Yeah. Just two. Yeah, there's the, okay. the, the call at the beginning, the kind of go do this thing, I'll be uh -huh. with you. And then there's this covenant that you're going to have lots and lots of children, and then that covenant is renewed again. I thought, him. wasn't it about um, many lands? Many lands. Yeah, you get that land. too. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. so... Yep, land oh, and no. children. Those are the two. Land and promises. children. I thought there was another one. Oh, Pastor Michael, kill me. He's told me this several times. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two of the biggest promises of the Old Testament in okay. general. A place to live mm -hmm. and land. And, of course, I guess implied in that is also in a relationship with God. I mean, the, the promise and the presence mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think part of why I love the story is all the ups and downs in it. Uh -huh. um, all the things that it... That it shows us that again will happen over and over again like the infertility problems the um, the promise of children and land well and also that uh that it's the people people are failing constantly but the constant is that no the promise is still there and come back to that as opposed to feeling like 
oh, I failed, it's all over now. Right. It's it's right. a done deal. So, because yep. you kind of get this idea in the pop culture that, oh, if you're biblical, then you're a saint. You know, ding, you have the little halo over your head and it's biblical. But it's like everybody in the Bible that I've actually read just fail like crazy. They're bad, terrible people sometimes. Yeah. And they're failing always. And, you know. It always makes me think when people say they want a family like a, a biblical family with with biblical family values. <laughs> right. I was like, yeah. what family Ooh, is which that? Which one is that? Yeah. yeah. It's not going to go well <laughs> in general. Yeah. Huh. The other thing I think about, because when you talk about Abram and Sarah, you really do have to talk about Hagar too. Um, the other thing I love about the story is that Hagar receives one of the most extraordinary experiences and promises, which is that she sees God in a way that nobody else really does and in the midst of her being sent away and thinking that she and Ishmael are going to die they're kind of under a tree and they're starving to death she receives a an experience of God and um, she huh. calls out and God protects her and and so although in one way the story leans us toward Abraham and Sarah and really their offspring mm -hmm. it does not forget Hagar hmm. and Ishmael mm -hmm. and they too receive promises and covenants and they too are important and we I think we as Christians in particular maybe haven't told haven't done a good job of actually telling that part of the story we are yeah. just all about Abraham and Sarah but again you know when you look at how how God shows up for people God shows up for really unexpected surprising people mm -hmm. if you have one theme in the Bible that's probably it and, and right and it's usually not the king right exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. always these people yeah. who are failing miserably yeah or low, lowly in the economic yeah. structure. Yeah. Huh. Or forgotten or disregarded. Forgotten, disregarded, marginalized, all of those mm -hmm. things. Yeah. And you see that at work. You see that at work in the story. Hmm. So it has everything. It has soap opera drama. It has great promises. It has huge mistakes. It should be a Charlton Heston. Movie. <laughs> it, it really should be. Should. It really Brad should. Brad Pitt shirtless. We can do this. Bring back Troy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm aging myself. I mean, he's like ancient now, right? Who would be the hot new thing that's age inappropriate for me? Someone Robert Pattinson, he's already 30 or something. Yeah, he's right? in his like, 30. I feel like we're the wrong people for this conversation. Oh, I am totally. I know I am. I'm really bad. Justin Bieber is your thing. I'd rather, I'd rather, it, I think it'd be so interesting. No, to, not Justin Bieber. Oh, my word. I don't know. I know, I know. I think it's going to be a movie about Hagar. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, I agree. Just Hagar. Just those the kind of stories that get shoved underground. Stars in that yeah. one. Um, well, tell us what you think about this and your experience with um, learning or not learning about Abraham and Sarah, or let us know what other podcasts that might, for Bible Basics, for example, that might be interesting for you to hear, uh, challengingchristianitypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.